Hello, and welcome back to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. Fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic, and podcast in Fox Chapel area. Area. School district. I'm joined today. Lisa <laughs> O'Hara, Aspenwall, Lornox. We're really pleased to be back with you for season three, and I'm joined by Reverend Ben. And my woof. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We've got some new studio equipment and we're very excited. We sound beautiful. We do. We sound wonderful. Mm. Yeah. I'm using uh, a vocal <laughs> exciter. Are you? Yeah. I don't think what you is a vocal need that, exciter? You don't need any exci- extra vocal excitement. It, exci- to it be makes you sound more present. Uh, oh, okay. Do I, am I using a vocal exciter? Yes. Can I install uh, that in my everyday... Like life, yes. We're listening to people. You can. I won't tell you what the other effect is called. It's very rude. Oh, I think I I, I probably need a vocal exciter for my sermons. You do uh, for preaching. No, uh, no, no, I do. no, you don't. I do. This stuff's good. No, you're you're great. Oh, geez. Oh, guys. Although the uh, number one and number two rated download uh, are both you, darling. Both me. Yeah. My thing. You've drooped. So I'm droopy. Sorry, I'm making a lot of noise in this. Ooh, let me mute you. All right. Oh yeah. So we're in Second Timothy. We're playing with the kit. Mm-hmm. We're loving it. Okay. And uh, we're we're beginning a new sermon series as well on uh, building a church mm. that serves. We're looking at uh, serving this year. Last year, when we uh, renewed our membership of the church, one of the things we were really keen to do was to talk about contribution, and that's not just money, mm. but actually uh, taking a principle from. 1 Corinthians 12, we're all gifted by the Holy Spirit to be useful and used in the body. And so this letter of 2 Timothy is all about serving in in the church and building a church that serves. Mm. And uh, we're in verses 1 to 7 today, which we've called Fan into Flame. I wonder if someone read for us. No, you got it. No, no, you know I don't like to read on these things. Oh, you don't? No. All right, well, I'll I'll do it. All right, here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love, and self-control. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's fantastic. There's so much. Oh my goodness, this is such a good chunk. Yeah. I love it. I don't even know where to begin. Verse 1. Okay, that's a good Good idea, darling. Like, Paul. Paul, right? An apostle by the will of God. 
What, was the, what was the version that you had read? Oh, he's on special assignment. On special assignment. I think that was NLT or special assignment. Paul yeah. on special assignment. But I love this according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. Like right, not just the promise of Jesus. Right, the promise of life, and mm. then you know, join the dots. Life abundantly. Right. Yeah, I feel like we have to kind of readjust uh, our minds a little bit as we read Paul mm-hmm. to see that every single word is is there for a reason and right. it's adding something. Mm-hmm. Uh, life, the word life there is zoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not be. It's not bios or bios. Mm-hmm. So it's like this: the promise of some kind of like greater kind of life. Yeah, uh, that we have. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. It's fantastic, isn't it? And so the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus means not just eternal life, but also aliveness now. Yeah. Aliveness now. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the definition, the state of one who is possessed of vitality or is animate. Oh, vitality and... The absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical. Are you getting this from Strong's Concordance or something? That's Mm -hmm. really cool. I just love that. It's like... It's it's so Jesus, right? It's mm-hmm. not just life. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt this. There's a crane holding a big thing right outside of our window right now. Um, the crane people are back. I know. Uh, every single time we do a podcast, there's something <gasps> weird going on. A, uh-huh. a basket. And I have to point it out. It's just floated past a third floor window. Yeah. Mm. That's and you're parked right under it. Are you really? I know, and I'm wondering if... If you should. The de-esser and the plosives filter on this new podcast equipment is going to screen out the sound of their diesel engine. Mm. Oh, it usually does. It the de-esser is real solid. Yeah, the de-esser. Yeah. It's big. If, yeah. In case, listener, you haven't caught this by now, uh, Alex is very, very good at technical details and electronics and such, and uh, I am not, and I'm gathering, Kat, that you are not either. I'm... I'm I have my strengths. You have your but. strengths. Well, judging by the fact that we're in your old office right now, yeah. and what I can see in front of me is a 1980s VGA monitor sitting on a broken <laughs> toilet, yeah. I think. But if I could come up with like a, a visual metaphor for uh, my five years of ordained ministry, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's yeah. not the vitality of Christ. Let's not make that the sermon there. graphic. Well, we're still looking for one. Well, it's, it's Wednesday as we record, and we're still looking for one. I suggested a teapot made of bricks, mm. building, building a church that serves, but Bridget said it would look rubbish. That looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, maybe that, that word zoe, maybe, um, or zoace, uh, maybe that can, can key us in. Something it, about into life. life. Zoace, oh, is that right? Yeah, zo, zoace. Uh, let's see. Where is that? This is boring. Zoace. What is boring? Well, we're just... We're just nerding out on Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on. To Timothy, my (laughs) beloved child, uh, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord. uh, Sorry, and Christ Jesus our Lord. Anglican sized it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really incredible that we're getting something from God and Jesus, which is telling us there's an equivalence between them. Mm -hmm. And Uh what we're getting from them is grace, mercy, and peace. Yeah all we need yeah i think there can be this kind of idea that uh you know the father does the judging and maybe the creating and the son does the saving and the spirit does something fun and 
and that's a heresy. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of my favourite heresies. It's called modalism or functional modalism. <laughs> the idea that they each have a job to do that's different from the other. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying actually, no, grace, mercy, and peace—they come from from both. Yeah, and I my favourite thing about his his greeting, grace, mercy, and peace, is that 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 piece about how it it draws in mm-hmm. the old shalom yeah. from the Jewish and yeah. then the Gentile grace and mercy. Oh. And it brings them all together. Yeah, yeah. And if you're talking about building a church, mm-hmm. then we have to, I think we have to zone in on that too. Like yeah. at every walk of life, everybody is included in this new covenant. Oh, because the, the Gentiles wouldn't talk about grace and right. mercy. Uh, and, then and then Jews were shalom. shalom it's like peace. the wholeness of your yeah. Peace. Yeah, mm. uh, that's cool. Uh, also, I just this is almost a throwaway line, but uh, to Timothy, my beloved child. I think we forget sometimes when we're reading these letters that they're letters, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, that Paul, I guess, was writing to to this dude Timothy. I guess we're going to learn more about him, but like he was rather fond of him, which is a little bit of a different perspective on on Paul, then I think we get a lot of times, yes, yeah. at least the word on the street, uh, is, is that Paul's like harsh and cruel and, um, just like misogynistic and just like theological without any real pastoral heart. But actually that's, I don't think anything could be farther from passionate. Paul, he's incredibly actually. passionate. I mean, he's the one that's constantly saying I'm in tears over you. I'm like, yeah. my heart's breaking and, I'm praying for you constantly, which he says in the next little bit. Mm. Yeah. I, I thank God whom I serve. As did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. So clearly, I mean, you can't pray about everybody all the time. So, so although he's a prayerful man who's dedicated to what he does, Timothy's particularly important to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's his, his main man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if he's like a child, then, you know, it's like us. If we've got something going on with our kids or we're constantly praying for our kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids need a lot of prayer. Oh, all of our kids do. Pray for our kids. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy being a pastor's kid. No. No, it's uh, not. He talks about um, this generational thing, though, this, gener- this passing on of mm-hmm. faith through the generations, which yeah. is what we hope for our kids. And he mentions Lois and Eunice. And uh, do you remember John Bridger, the pastor there in Reigate at the Baptist Church, love? Do you remember yeah. John? He, so they built this great church in, in South London that just, just blew up, went really well. Um, blew up in a good way. Bl- good blow up, yeah. yeah. And um, it boomed. But what, what John discovered was that Back in the day, there'd been a really feeble church uh, that was left with, I think, seven old ladies in the church, and that was the whole church, seven very elderly ladies. And they were sitting on a property, and they had a a decent church bank account, but they had no members. But these seven ladies were really uh, sincere in their faith and, and very prayerful. They met every day to fast and pray for revival. And uh, they ended up launching what became Reigate Baptist Church. Huh. They, they ended up donating their property and their bank account and were praying and praying and praying for a particular team. And a church plant ended up getting all this stuff and it became one of the largest churches in the area. 
And I just, th- I just think of um, Lois and Eunice, with, with sort of two older ladies who have clearly influenced Timothy so profoundly. Yeah. And the fanning in the flame, there's this revival coming. And John Bridger said to me, every revival is preceded by a group of prayerful old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Ponsonby says the same thing. They probably know each oh, other. Yeah. yeah, probably so. Yeah, he said that that a group of, of prayerful women is like the wheelhouse of a church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's totally, that's huge. Yeah. It's really huge. Mm-hmm. What time does your women's group start today, Liv? Uh, 11. Okay, we've got eight minutes before the group the of prayerful minutes. women get together. That's oh, right. yeah. I, I love that, though. Yeah, the, the heritage of faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that can kind of loop back to the very beginning where he says, I thank God whom I serve. Just that reminder of thankfulness and also our position, like we're servants of God. And if we do that, then we create this heritage of faith for those Mm. who come behind us. Yeah, even in the Old Testament, right? Like you have uh, the blessings go to like, generations and generations and generations yeah intergenerational curses or which is i think is god kind of spelling out the natural consequences of sin that yeah. goes for maybe like a generation or two yeah but like it goes way thousands of way generations far, blessing yeah. goes way farther yeah, way farther um and yeah. that there there he goes into for this reason i remind you to fan into flame the gift of god that's like an active thing isn't it to mm-hmm. fan a flame it's not like, just accept it, sit with oh, it, yeah. you know, revel in it. But, like, you have to fan this into flame. And it can become a wild yeah. flame that just defines your life. What is that? What, like, what is the, what is he saying, the gift of God? Which is, is, is Timothy just like a super gifted dude? Um, is, because it doesn't seem like it's the gift of God, which is in him, is like, some kind of innate intelligence or charisma. Can I have a crackpot theory? Yeah, have Which a crackpot not, theory. Probably not right, but this just is intriguing. probably the right podcast just for crackpot theories. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, he's talked about the Father. He's talked about Jesus, and I'm looking for the Spirit. I'm wondering. Yeah, where, I think so too. Where is the completion of the Trinity in yeah. this passage? Is yeah. my question, and I think this could be it. Um, I know that in John chapter one, gift after gift. Is, is a kind of sense of the spirit being poured out upon more of the spirit. And that, that charis word is related, charismatic, charismatic. Mm-hmm. And so often the laying on of hands. Is a spirit reception moment. Is a moment. spirit reception Good moment. Point. Total crackpot theory, yeah. Totally. That's, all, that's yeah. QAnon right there. Have I, have I managed to convince the jury? <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty... It's I think it makes a lot of sense. All right, then um, I'm going to attack the theory. If, if it's not... <laughs> 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 I think it might be more than that. I don't think it just... I don't either. I, but I think it is. Like, that is... The Holy Spirit taking up residence in us okay. is a sign, mm-hmm. right? We live out what we believe is a sign of our life in Jesus Christ and our acceptance of him as Lord. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have to be filled with the Spirit. But the Spirit is what gives life, right? Mm-hmm. And life abundant. And so... We fan that into flame by living out of the spirit, by by using our gifts. We find purpose, the purpose that he's created for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Can I challenge your challenge to the crackpot theory? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's that called? This uh, is getting uh, rebuttal. No, I. It, it's called a double challenge. Double is dog. it a rejoinder? Rejoinder. I think that might be the rebuttal of a rebuttal, That'd but I'll good. have to look that up. So uh, if it's not the Holy Spirit that is given through the laying on of hands, what is it? <laughs> like, what, what does Paul just have, like, magic powers that he conveys some kind okay, of... Okay, no. Get, no. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I he, wondered if it was the operation of the Spirit as that manifests in him. Uh, so, so which might be part of the same thing. Yeah, I think it's... But go and do more Christianness. Yeah, like, we can... You can you can receive the Holy Spirit in, it's not like... Conversion. It, yeah, but then you can also receive the Holy Spirit even more. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Like, that's really important. Uh, that's right. The, being saved, turning to Jesus Christ, receiving grace, mercy, and peace, is to receive the Holy Spirit. Right. You're now a spiritual person. You're now charismatic. And it's one of the reasons we call this podcast charismatic. It's yeah. not just because we're out there snake handling and licking each other. Which which we are. Yeah, well, in not our just off times. That. Maybe not licking each other. No, that's, no, that's the social distancing. To prove that the Rona is fake. But but uh, it's not just that, that you receive the Spirit. Uh, you then find the Spirit manifests. And I think that's where I agree right. I agree with you, love, that there's a sense of cooperation or keeping in step with the Spirit, as Paul says in Galatians yeah. 5. I think we're going to see more of the Spirit the more we live in... Out of the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... I I have to do that every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more you do it, the more you rely on it. The more patience you see is your chief fruit. That, yes, it is very big fruit, but I work yeah. hard at it. Mm-hmm. Like I fan that puppy. Yeah, um, the puppy. And the, and the more I see it, the more I know this was not me doing this. Right, this right, was the Holy right. Spirit, so thank you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think you have to be, you become increasingly less reliant on it, on other things. Everything else. Totally, because you find out it fails yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. You find out, like, if, if I try and go my own way or rely on my own strength, I fall on my face. So when, when the spirit goes, or at least is a sort of a dormant, dwindling fire, what comes is, he says in verse 7, fear and, right. and, and, and weakness, right. a lack of power. Yeah, but we haven't been given that. We've, given, we've been given power and love and self-control. Right, and self-control yeah. is and love are in that list of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. So. Well, okay. Fear. That's. Can we camp out there for a second? That's like a real. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a biggie, isn't it? Like, it's is huge. Oh, it's I, huge. I mean, sometimes I think about fear as some sort of an inevitable uh, consequence of. Are you? You have to go to women's group. Yeah, I gotta go. All right. Wait. Can you, you want? We should have you say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, darling. Right. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Actually, <laughs> off everyone. to the women's group live to do the actual, actual women. Yeah, she's going to. The actual praying Those ladies thing. are going to be praying even as we blather on here. Uh, All right. Bye, thanks guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having Cat me. Cat Shuttleworth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, there is an applause button somewhere, but I don't yeah. want to press the one. Oh, wow. try it. Try no, it. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. All right. I think it's this one. No, that's the suspenseful music. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. Where is she? <laughs> oh no! Uh, I thought uh, there's a there's like a wah wah trombone. Yeah, one of them. We need to label them. We, yeah, we need to label them. That's really. <laughs> so we'll just finish with some of these thoughts. Then we've got uh, verse seven. 
For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I think self-control is an intriguing one. Uh, Yeah. And he's going to go on to talk. Second Timothy is written to a church leader, but the reason why we're using it is because we're actually calling the whole church to become a church that serves. So we're all kind of... uh, Church leaders in the sense that mm-hmm. in following Jesus, we lead ourselves. <laughs> and, and we all have a function, right, as well yeah. in the church. So all of, us, all of us are called to serve. All of us are call, having received the Spirit, all of us are called to manifest the Spirit and, and live in accordance with our calling. Uh, I think self-control is something that we all need. It's so easy to overreact. Yeah. Or, or to function out of selfishness or irritation and the more we we rub up against one another in a community the more opportunities there are going to be for self-control he'll use the word patience later on i think and gentleness as well and it simply has to be the gift of god through the spirit because Mm -hmm. uh we don't have self-control is not something that we can really achieve uh on our own strength isn't it ironic? Isn't it one of the more ironic gifts or fruits of the Spirit that it's self-control? that Not ha- controlling others? Well, how have I been given the gift of controlling myself? That sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Yeah, Not right? something he would do. Oh, now we're getting into the, the big uh, who did it, God or, or me uh, debate. I feel that we've skirted around that. Yeah, which... Already... Uh, that's going to be part of the letter too, I suspect. Hint, everyone, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Bunyan had something to say to that, about this, didn't he? Like there was, a, uh, they, there was the, um, the gate into uh, the celestial city. It was yeah. something like, um, enter here. On the front it said, like, enter by your, uh, tr- or like strive to enter through this gate. And on the back it was said, once you entered through, it was like, uh, it was said something like it was by grace the whole time. You got here, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> like right. it wasn't you, yeah. Not out of Christ, right? Like, um, y- yeah. You you try your hardest and then realize that it's not actually you doing the trying, but it's it's which Christ is himself. like the fanning into flame. Same yeah. same mm. concept that there's this. God has done this thing, deposited this thing, created this thing. And now you, living out of this thing, will, will make it grow. God in his grace is calling us to um, grow and increase and abound the thing that he started. Hmm. This is where I, I think this right here is the, the convicting point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's it comes in a question form. Like, God has, given, has gifted me with the Spirit, right? I have, uh, yes. I'm so blessed with internal inheritance, um, accepted, loved in Christ, all of this is true. Um, Am I just sort of like letting the gospel be this thing that I kind of keep at arm's length Mm. without truly infecting my life uh, to, to the extent that it, that it can or that he can, or, or am I really fanning into flame the gift of God, right? What am I actually pursuing? Am I content because it's more comfortable to have a little um, candle sometimes than for the house to go on fire. And maybe you want to go even further and say, when Paul talks about quenching the spirit, 
he sets up for us a dichotomy that one is either fanning or quenching. Mm. But there's no kind of, oh, we've got a good fire going here and we'll just leave it be. <laughs> fire, fires don't work that way. You have to feed no. them or you put them out. Yeah. <laughs> you're either actively actively letting it die slash suppressing it or you're actively growing it. Right. But there's not a arrived at a huge burning fire that will continue to burn without fuel. Uh, that yeah. doesn't happen. No. There's an, so there's an active part of the Christian life, uh, I guess, on our on our part. Like, we are asked, we're given this thing, God initiates, but then we right. are invited to to respond. Um, I, don't, I don't think that there's any sound understanding of the Bible that says that we don't, we're not called to respond in some way. Which is what this is going to be about. Ah, yeah. We always figure out what the sermons are all about just after we finish the series. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's, but, uh, that's how it goes. I sense that our friends yeah. will be joining us. I can oh, hear they them. are. Yeah, the live band. Oh, there they are. It's their way of telling us it's time for us to be done. Yes. It was real, y'all. <laughs> I'm yes. really glad that you could be listening to this again. We, we love doing this. And uh, we're looking forward to digging into this series at the Adult Forum and uh, in the sermons and on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel, and we'll see you all very soon. Bye.